This week on Pilot Co-Pilots, we have Bobcat Goldthwaite and discuss HBO's Dice with Drew Cordick. Another episode of Pilot Co-Pilots, where each episode we talk to TV industry guests and take you on a guided tour through the pilot episode of one of this season's newest shows. That's right, we treat each new series like a gas station bathroom. If it's too much of a horror scene, we'll just hold it and drive to the next one. <laughs> that is true. I feel like I do that just with the stalls, like in an airport too. Yeah. It's like you look... Yeah, I'll risk a bladder infection. <laughs> I'm Maya Boudreaux. And I'm Evan Watkins. And... So, guys, we have to mention the passing of, of Prince. Yeah, it was a tough week. Yeah. Um, but in the wake of his passing, this video surfaced of him jamming at the uh, after party of this Saturday night. anniversary yeah. SNL after party, yeah. And, um, I mean, it's just, you know, Maya Rudolph letting loose. Jamming and... and uh, Cuba Gooding. <laughs> OJ, Jimmy, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Fallon yeah. looks wasted, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a really good video just to watch like famous people having fun. Yeah. Um, but the funniest thing about it is that video that we found randomly, like on Daily Mail. like My favorite app, I will plug uh, the Daily Mail app, the U.S. Showbiz tab. That's, I mean, it really it's, gives it's you everything that you need to know. It truly is. Yeah. It truly is. Um, but we were we were looking through that and we saw the video posted there. And then, and then, of course, it's on every website also. The full Prince performance. And it was posted by none other than our guest from the third episode, Tim Kazarinski, SNL alum. Um, so check out the video. And if you haven't listened to that uh, episode, that interview that we had with him, go on back to episode three and check it Please out. Please do. Uh, so as we mentioned today, we are going to be discussing the HBO comedy Dice with Drew Cordick of Comedy Bang Bang. Right. Um, it's a semi-autobiographical show, kind of, about yeah. Andrew, uh, Andrew Dice Clay is the yeah. star. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the second half of the podcast, we talked to Bobcat Goldthwaite, a renowned comedian, director, and he's got some exciting things in the works. Yeah, so. absolutely. So let's get to it. All right. Good idea, Maya. Enjoy. <laughs> Oh, well, I just love our music. Uh, anyway. Uh, well, okay. Now Weird. comes the part of the show where we'll talk about some TV. Uh, we are here with Drew Kordick, um, editor on IFC's Comedy Bang Bang, host of the podcast This American Drew, which is one of my favorites. Thank you. And, yeah. And uh, w- one of my very old friends uh, from Second City back in my teen days. Uh, yeah. Thanks for being with us, Drew. Thank Thanks you. for having me. I uh, I'm a big fan. I've been a, a listener from the very beginning, right out at the gate. What was the name of the? There was the. Uh, was it Brothers from Space? Is that the what the space homeboys, homeboys, homeboys from, from space. outer space? I feel weird that I just mistook it for Brothers from Space. Ah! Uh, but um, <laughs> that uh, I feel like from the moment I heard uh, that particular quiz in the description of that episode, I knew that I was that I'd found. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts. Yeah, that was then. Oh. That was a real show. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole episode, but I, you know, I got it's a on cl- YouTube. It, 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 it is there. It so, yeah, we maybe we'll have to do that after. Yeah. <laughs> um, but today we're talking about Dice, Dice. Uh, the Showtime <laughs> original series uh, that is about 
kind of a, a fictionalized version of Andrew Dice Clay's life. Yeah. For those of you who perhaps don't know, Andrew Dice Clay was is a stand-up, um, very big in the late eighties and nineties. He was the first person to consecutive first stand-up to consecutively sell out Madison Square Garden two nights in a row. Wow. Um, which I did. Yeah, I, I, I saw. I, I, I watched this uh, like a week ago. So my mind is, you guys are probably fresher. Do you know? Does he live in Vegas, or was the they just go to Vegas for the wedding? I can, uh, I can verify that he does live in Vegas. Okay. Does oh, he have yeah? a show there? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, that would that make makes sense. sense. That's yeah. a good spot for him. Which is interesting when you say like it's a fictionalized version of his life. I, while I was watching it, uh, I mean, before we get to our reactions, I guess yeah. just overall, like w- the thing that uh, horrified me right from the beginning was, <laughs> was like, wow, this is like, this is, this is either, even if this is loosely based off of his life, like things are not, he's not selling out Medi- Med- uh, Madison Square Garden every yeah, <laughs> two but nights I also, in a row anymore. I also get the sense that he doesn't care that much. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? I think he knows that his stand-up career was like then and of a specific time and when he could be sexist mm-hmm. and like one of the raunchiest comedians out there um and he seemed okay to me <laughs> you know what i mean as a, as a person yeah, as well, on the show i mean <laughs> this fictionalized version of himself seemed okay like i don't know he seemed happy <laughs> yeah he definitely seems happy <laughs> you guys ready for the synopsis all right. Hickory dickory dock. The dice man's back and he's ready to rock. <laughs> 25 years after taking the entertainment world by storm, Andrew Dice Clay is eager to reclaim his comedy throne. That's it? Yeah, that's the one on IMDb. But that's, I don't think that's a Dickory Dock. That's like what's on the billboard, I feel like. You're like the, the, the magazine ad for it. Well, it's an obvious play on his, his nursery rhyme shtick, like, which his whole stand up act was oh. like Hickory Dickory Dock, and, you know, and he'd rhyme Dock with, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, a, male, uh, <laughs> a certain male body part. Um, yeah. Which is really funny if you go and watch, because I watched a little bit of his stand up uh after this uh the dice man cometh his his like his oh big hbo God, special yeah. mm-hmm. um there is about 30 minutes of him doing dirty nursery rhymes and people <laughs> in the crowd just going nuts just going crazy for it oh. and uh and saying them along with him and it's it's really wow. trippy to 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 watch that um were, i mean who were his fans like just everyone <laughs> Did everyone love him or was it just like, was it almost like a, um, who's the bro comedian like? Is that, it Dane Cook? Did, is yeah. he, was he the Dane Cook of the 80s or what no was idea. he? I have no idea. I mean, my dad listens to a lot of stand-up, an old stand-up, but I don't think he was an Andrew Dice Clay. I don't see that. He no. was more of a, well... And John da- Panette. <laughs> John Panette. <laughs> my dad doesn't listen to like, good stand-up. Actually, I, don't think, I, think, <laughs> I think he does. He always has a new one for us to listen to. I think I think that that's like and I had that I even had that question when it was during the card sequence when he's playing cards. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching it and I was just like, who is the audience for this? Like who is the target audience? 
like because it's so like it's so like it's snappy like energetic mm-hmm. uh music like and it's just it's just like watching uh like big old guys play cards like yes who... big old guys <laughs> yep. yeah mm-hmm. i feel like yeah in every every scene like there was an ashtray you know what i mean he was chain smoking the entire episode the whole time i was like how are you not dead i like, thought how that did you too not die in 1996 i was almost impressed like, that he was still smoking yeah. i was like wow it's essentially you know a, a single camera comedy that is just you know about him about his life and uh a little more about Andrew Dice Clay. So also Andrew Dice Clay started doing comedy like as a child or something. And he was like from Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. He he did, I think, impressions and stuff. And then he eventually got cast in this movie that is called Making the Grade, <laughs> which was a, a, and he played a character called Dice. OK, and this character was rude. Uh, you know, raunchy, Did boisterous. He had the cutoff gloves, okay. the leather jacket, sunglasses, and the, it was like the most popular character from this movie. So from that point point forward, people only wanted to see him do stand up as Dice. So that's when he a- added Dice to his stage name, and mm-hmm. he became Andrew Dice Clay. And then he played this character for. <laughs> Well, now he just is that guy, yeah, it yeah, seems, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is such a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I will say today you were considering changing your name. That's true. There's another Evan Watkins sort <laughs> so of in the comedy crazy? world that, uh, so I feel like I, I, you know. For real, there is yeah, another yeah, Evan yeah. Watkins. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Evan, <laughs> we hope you're listening. Um, but anyway, all right. So so let's talk about the show because. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna compare this to like a Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's what I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Style like mm-hmm. it's really not about much. Mm-hmm. It's just day to day. Him kind of doing stand up like j- jokes that are stand upy jokes, but they're it's just like him delivering them to his girlfriend in the show, who is played by Natasha Legero. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was it was still like a warm like it was so easy to watch like it was there were I laughed several times I felt like it wasn't necessarily groundbreaking or challenging to watch or anything like special but I thought that the casting was really good and uh Kevin Corrigan I really enjoy him as like a sidekick sort of character. He yeah. plays his yeah. he plays his buddy Milkshake. Which is just I was like, is that a reference to something? And then it's like, no, no. his friends just name Milkshake right. and he's always at his side. Which that made me laugh. And I love Natasha Legero. Yeah. So it was really I don't know, it was easy to watch for me. I I enjoyed it. I think the whole time I definitely had a few moments there were more than a few moments where I definitely laughed, like had mm-hmm. genuine laughter, and a lot of them came from milkshake. <laughs> and uh, I felt like I, my problem. I have an overall problem with just Andrew Dice Clay in general <laughs> because I feel like he's every my you know on it. I'm I'm a young guy. I'm 26 years old, and I wasn't alive. I think when he was like huge yeah, like yeah. um we were, we were being born as he was being born right in the stand-up scene but um 
I every I actually was introduced to 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 Dice by I think really and hit who he was when I read um that SNL book uh mm-hmm. Live from New York. Okay. There's like an extended chapter about like he, the time he went on he was supposed to go on and um some of the uh the female cast members like bo- like were like I'm not going to perform with him because he's a sexist. And then there was yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. section where he was oh, just apologizing yeah. for or not apologizing. He was um defending his act as just being a character and just uh you know like so that he can get away with saying these these terrible things and i felt in watching the show he was he was still doing that like having having making a point of saying like i i love gay people and i love yeah. gay marriage and and i you know and 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 stuff like that and like it's not that's it's that's my stage persona persona is different than the real Andrew. Well, um, nothing has gone wrong in almost 20 minutes, so I'm feeling optimistic. Uh, You know what? Brides are always nervous on the day of. It's going to be okay. Brides? Well, you know, grooms. Yeah, it's okay. No, no, you, you may think it's okay, but this bride doesn't appreciate callous remarks like that from a man who refers to women by calling them piglets. Yeah, in my act, my stage performance, my comedy routine. There's a big difference between Andrew, who's in front of you right now, and the guy on stage when I'm performing. Oh, okay. Well, if if there is a difference, then why do you both dress in fingerless clubs? Well, maybe we both share the same fucking closet. What's the bug up your ass? What a coincidence. Okay. Yeah, what a coincidence. It's funny because you actually might remember my first... uh, I guess I read the SNL book in high school, but I never put it together with Andrew Dice Clay, like, or, or like searched him back then. My first experience of who D- Andrew Dice Clay. Dice Men. No. Uh, no? Oh. oh yeah. 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 Dice Men. Yeah. So it was, uh, the 2006, uh, Del Close marathon. <laughs> Drew and I went as little kids. We were like the youngest people to ever do this improv marathon at UCB in New York. <laughs> we were all like 16 and 17 and our group got in and there was a show called Dice Men. And it was, uh, it was, uh, uh, the tagline was a shitload of Andrew Dice Clay's doing improv. Yeah. So it was just everyone played Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> oh doing improv. God. And that was my intro to who wow. Andrew Dice Clay was. Yeah. But and you were there good. for that. Yeah. So the, yeah. actually this is very fitting that we're doing that we're doing. <laughs> and they had a Nora Dunn on stage, somebody playing Nora Dunn, <laughs> who the whole time was like 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 criticizing how like homophobic and sexist the dice wow. men were being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah, that was my first experience. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I I'll have to I I do have to say I did enjoy this too. And you know, especially because I feel like we've watched so many so much stuff recently that has been there was joyless no, joyless and just like not that much character to it. And regardless of anything like the Andrew Dice Clay and Milkshake are going to be characters. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're characters. And it's like, even if he's doing the same old, like, oh, I got myself into a, a bad situation. Like, right. and I'm a bumbling yeah, guy. I'm going like, to give you to the count of three to get out of here. Yeah, it's like, yeah. how many times <laughs> did he? He's know. good at it. And but I he's don't, good at it. Yeah. I, and I, I actually... I liked his acting. It's not <laughs> well. You know actor. what? Did you see Blue Jasmine? Mm-mm. He's oh. amazing! Right, it. I never saw that, but I heard like people rave about him. Oh yeah. yeah, he was. I mean, I got, we got to watch great. that. No, he was really, really good. Yeah, he got good reviews. Um, no, but he just—he's a good actor, and he just makes a, like 
they're not like crazy out there weird choices, but just like little weird choices, mm-hmm. reaction stuff. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that. Um, it's weird watching Italians be be neurotic though like that was the one thing that i kept like like watching and i was like yeah this is like kind of like it's like uh curb your enthusiasm curb your enthusiasm fan fiction or like woody allen <laughs> fan fiction or something but it's with a gigantic <laughs> italian guy from brooklyn <laughs> and that that was the part that i kind of like kept taking like i kept having to step back and going like this is what i think i i actually am really enjoying about this is just how all the factors there's so many like weird fish out of water yeah. type things happening here um mm-hmm, all at yeah. once as far as the plot goes of this pilot you know i also appreciated because i feel like we've watched so many so so many shows lately where they're just like going for the plot and they're not establishing the characters well enough whereas this plot was so dumb and so simple and even a little contrived mm-hmm. but so easy to follow that it was like fine and, and, and you know it's like this isn't a csi show it's not gonna be too looping it's not gonna you're not gonna have to figure a lot out mm-hmm. um you know and i was like for a pilot because a pilot is a weird beast eh, it's fine it's simple it's good it, it it's it, you're being introduced to the characters mm-hmm. yeah um mm-hmm. yeah i'll probably yeah I, I mean i think i'm probably gonna i'm not like <clears throat> rushing to to uh my uh roku box to download another episode but i i think i'll probably watch it again just because i do uh the trailer for the next episode came up like after i was watching it it was it was it it looked it looked it looked funny to me like i i feel like i i want to apologize to andrew dice clay uh if i came out of the gate kind of uh hating on this show i i i I didn't the the I I think I came I think I was I think I was prejudging this this when so when you told me that we were th- gonna watch this one there was even a, like a fire lit inside me and I was like oh good I just want to fucking hate spew <laughs> yeah but as we're talking about it I think I think I will try to continue watching it a yeah little bit. I I did not think it would be I didn't think I would enjoy There's it that so much I don't know of this right right yeah it's Marin. Actually, we were even talking to... Uh, it's Louie, it's Marin, yeah. it's Curb, it's... We, were ta- we interviewed Bobcat earlier today, which this episode, it might be backwards, because the time warp, but, um, and he even was talking about, he's like, you know, I've never considered TV before, but, well, I'll, I'll leave it for later so you can listen. <laughs> but yeah, there are so many shows of, like, mm-hmm. comedians playing themselves. The worst is, um, if you ever get the chance, if you have a half hour to kill, watch Real Rob on Netflix. It's the Rob Schneider oh, uh, Curb yeah. Your Enthusiasm. Um, it is... I have never <laughs> heard of that. <laughs> Who else is on that? Like, who's his crew of characters? His actual wife. Um, oh, wow. And, like, a, a collection of people that i don't really i don't recognize their names but i've definitely seen uh, gracing certain comedy stages out mm-hmm. here in los angeles but it's and and then it, and then norm mcdonald pops up at one point oh well um, i'm sold yeah. <laughs> but oh yeah yeah, yeah I'll, I'll watch <laughs> it's it my number one yeah. um well is his daughter on that uh rob schneider's nose X's and O's. I'm not familiar oh, with. Oh, oh, you love me. You never heard that song? No, no, no. Her name is L King. L King, and she's a famous rock pop star now. I don't remember. I only got, I got two episodes into Real Rob, uh, which was too. Oh, it's we should have done that. Too too many. Oh. <laughs> no, I will definitely watch it again, and yeah. I think maybe there's something that like I 
wasn't as familiar with Andrew Dice Clay's stand-up as you guys are, but I am very familiar with Natasha Legero, and I have seen, I really love her, and I just trust that she wouldn't get involved with the project that was, I don't know, I, I just trust her judgment, yeah. you know? Like, sometimes you just trust an actor to make a good call when mm-hmm. you even like on a tv show that and like even if i'm questioning the pilot i'm still going to keep watching because i feel like they they made the right decision in choosing that project yeah but she wasn't my favorite part and no, i like no, her no, a lot no, 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 but no. i actually liked uh milkshake and uh you know andrew no Dice although I, more. I thought she was great and i feel it's funny because like milkshake <laughs> Who's played by Andrew Corgan, who you recognize, and I was he's like, I everything. know his face. He's in and, Goodfellas. And I, yeah. I looked, I looked up his IMDb. I'm like, oh my god, he's in, ev- yeah, he's in everything. Yeah, and uh, he kind of looks like Christopher Walken in this. He's, he's like got rosy yeah, he's... cheeks, and yeah. he just well, like, he's at one point. They like, I think they just put a lot of blush on him, and like his hair is salt and peppery, and it's he, yeah. he's a, I think he'll be a funny sidekick. Yeah. I think because I think he takes it very seriously. It's very seriously. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um. Look at the Vegas. Look at the lights yeah, we get yeah. to leave. Huh? What's more oh, exciting yeah. than hanging out here? What are you drinking? Gravy. Gravy? Gravy. Are you kidding me? I have. I was hungry. I was at home. I wanted some gravy, so I I didn't have anything to put the gravy on. I decided I'm gonna have a la carte gravy. Why don't you just eat horse shit? It's more chewy. I like gravy. I, you know, people say you're not supposed to drink it. I'm like, I don't fuck them. You know, I, I can't live by anybody else's rules. I'm the one who has to die when it's my turn to die. So let me live my life the way I want to. I'm gonna drink gravy. You want to know something? That's why you get my respect. Because you are a guy that does things the way he needs to do things with what he's got. You're good luck, my friend. I'm your good luck. You're chum. my good luck, Joe. Did you? What was your reaction when you saw the um, the intro montage that he that he made for himself? I thought was that it was insane. Oh, I thought it was great. the The opening, like the, the opening, opening titles, titles. Yeah, I thought. Remind it was, me, what, what what was it? It was epic. Yeah, it was footage of his him and his heyday, his rise, with, with just like like rousing music and just <laughs> rock and roll and dice you know like yeah. and it was just like wow he really loves himself like good for him with the penultimate shot being a building just collapsing yes! in his in the <laughs> words dice it was, it was yeah. Oh my god. Hey, I guess if nothing else, watch it for that. Yeah. No, I, my, watch it I, for like, that. I was I gasped. It was great. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I found a I found a well, this is from <laughs> something else, TV line, and this is a better long okay. line. It's not okay. the official one, but I think it's better. Okay. Dice, a half hour single camera comedy will follow the abrasive stand-up. Quote, as he works in Vegas to uh resurrect his career while supporting his family. And his girlfriend, and his ex-fiance, and his ex-wife, and his mother-in-law, and his son's band, and that's per the series oh, official was that his log son? line. Is yeah, that, was that supposed son, to be his son? son in the beginning was playing the uh, the drums in his house, mm. and he's like, uh, okay. I, "I now I remember yeah, yeah, that." Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds interesting because really, I didn't see anything about him trying to re- resurrect his career. Yeah, yeah. they did not establish they, that. Well, the pilot, and so. Uh, they didn't need matter. to, but like, 
He's if we're also gonna get okay, so we already got the ex girlfriend, right? <laughs> we're gonna get an ex wife apparently too. Ooh, no, an ex fiance, ex fiance, and his ex wife. It wow. said ex wife and his son's band. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> mean, band. it's crazy. This only has six episodes. <laughs> this and the, in the first back. season. So right. I mean, they're gonna have. I I feel like this will get picked up. I don't I, I I don't know much about how uh, Showtime establishes yeah. you know what what they pick up again. Be but, a nice palate yeah. cleanser after home, Homeland. <laughs> sort of decompress. Yeah. That's the audience. <laughs> yep, yep. Stay it's tuned for dice. <laughs> if you if you like watching just regular terrorism, you'll love this this terrorism <laughs> on your sense of humor. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Carrie Matheson will get y'all uh, <laughs> jazzed up and with white wine and then can relax to some dice. Uh, so you'll watch another. You'll mm-hmm. or my you'll watch another. You'll Drew. You'll watch another. I'll watch another. But but I mean, it's also I mean my. I the reason the reason I'm gonna watch another is actually the reason I think your guys's podcast is so fascinating because like it's so hard to judge a show just off of the first episode yeah um that's what i've learned like i think uh better call saul which is one of my favorite shows on tv right now yeah i thought the first episode was good but it was it's it's gotten so much better as the series has gone on so many of my favorite shows um that's been the case i don't think dice is going to become one of my favorite shows but i do think um there is something kind of nice and circus freaky uh about watching like you know aged or aging uh you know celebrities doing this the whole self-deprecating thing even though it is something that's kind of played out yeah um that's funny that i never could yeah it is like circus it's like a circus freak thing it's just like a and in a different way it's in a different way that than like nostalgia value is you know it's like the fuller house thing is very different than this you know what i mean (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh thank god the fuller house is, is its own uh anomaly on its own yeah <laughs> yeah uh but i think the one thing the one thing that i, I won't want to see is more i don't need him to convince me that he's a good guy or that what he was doing was just a character because honestly like especially after watching his stand-up the moment after i finished the show like watching it i, I yeah, it's totally a character. Like he mm-hmm. literally, like the you way he describes that, yeah. sexuality yeah. is so disgusting and so like outlandish that if you didn't realize that it was a character, you were yeah you were like that person. Like you're an that awful he was, person. Yeah, you're an awful person. But I also got the sense from this show and from this pilot that yes, it's going to be him explaining that he's not his persona but then the ultimate joke in the episode is that he has kind of become the persona you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so that's 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 funny and for him to recognize that Mm -hmm. is sort of great Mm -hmm. um and i think that's i think that's going to be the recurring theme is that is that his persona he likes to separate himself from his persona but now it's been so long that he can't Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um I also love uh Vegas as a backdrop for anything cuz Vegas is so fucked up. Like mm-hmm. it's I'm I have officially banned myself from ever going back to Las Vegas <laughs> just because it always gets dark when I go there. But uh seeing that I've never been is, oh, 
Let's go right now. <laughs> no, Drew, you're not allowed. I'm gonna hold you to your to your. Yeah, no, I agree. It's always it's always a good idea to set something in Vegas. I think. So, I don't know. Are you guys dating? Has that ever come up on the podcast before? <laughs> we are a couple. It has never come up. It's Thank you, Drew. <laughs> I actually. So I was doing Drew. I got a stomach ache when you asked me that. <laughs> I was doing I was doing Drew's podcast uh, a, a couple days ago, and he was like, "Have you ever brought up that you and Maya are a couple?" And I was like, "No, I guess I haven't." Well, maybe it was nice to have that shroud of are they or aren't they? Maybe it kept people listening. We um, might edit this out. I, I don't think we ever like hinted at the fact <laughs> there was no. I mean, it's not like we have zero sexual we, chemistry. We've been so. dating for three years. It's just there's not much flirting going on. Um, but. Thank you for doing that. I hope it's okay. Uh, you have the option to edit it out. There's a very clean edit point. There was a very <laughs> you really gave it a you gave it a pause. There. No, um, I think I think the I think it's the important. fans and I viewers think should people know. deserve to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And on that note, uh, <laughs> thank you, Drew. Thank you for talking about dice with us. Thanks for having me. Um, is there anything you would like to plug, promote? Um, what's up? Can Tell I, us. Can I plug two things? Yeah. Um, number one is Comedy Bang Bang on IFC. Uh, it comes back this June All with right. the new band leader, Weird Al Yankovic. <gasps> wow. Um, it's, uh, all the band leaders on the show have been terrific. Uh, but seeing him, uh, inside that dumb, goofy world somehow all makes sense. And it's, uh, really <laughs> cool. terrific. Also, please listen to my podcast, This American Drew. You can find it on SoundCloud, but uh, even if you listen on SoundCloud, will you just subscribe on iTunes or find someone uh, that has Apple stuff to yeah. subscribe on iTunes because mm-hmm. I need those tasty subscriptions. Yeah. You know what I've been doing lately, Drew, is I, I ask people for their phone and then I just I, I mm-hmm. click on their podcast thing and then just subscribe them. That's a terrific idea. I haven't thought about that at all. It's, like, it's a real violation, but it gets the job No, done. if they're willing to give me their phone. I mean, they're people I know. Anyway, <laughs> I want that Squarespace money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and any advertisers again, please call us We're anytime. Um, thanks so much for being with us, Drew. Thanks, thanks for having me. Well, we're here with Bobcat Goldthwait, uh, <laughs> comedian, writer, director. Uh, most recently of documentary Call Me Lucky, which is on Netflix right now. Thanks for being with us. Sure, sure. I uh, I would like to dispel the rumor that I'm not dead. No, <laughs> I, I get that it's a official. lot, actually. Yeah, it is official. Well, I do. I do go to stand-up, and there'll be people who, who in the audience who came despite thinking that I might be dead. They Why? usually brought by someone else. <laughs> where do the rumors, how do the rumors I, start? I just, uh, I've let myself go. No, I'm not <laughs> quite sure where it came from, but I guess because I've just been around so long. Doing, <laughs> yeah, doing eventually that, that happens. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so, but you are, you're so, doing, I, I mean, I feel you like are alive. you are alive <laughs> and you, you took some time off from standup. Uh, yeah, right? I did, but I didn't really retire. I just kind of, I was directing the Kimmel show. I did that for three years. So uh-huh. it didn't really lend itself for me to be doing standup at the same time. And I was really frustrated at that point. I, I didn't enjoy it. And I, I thought I didn't enjoy it because of other reasons like that. 
you know, the just the traveling and the the um, the annoying club owners and the wacky morning radio shows, you know, taint and teabag in the morning. And and uh, but when I realized that, I just really didn't like the persona that I had been doing for all these years. And, sure. And uh, when I got back to doing stand up, I kind of made a decision to jettison it. And and I'm much happier when I do do stand up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, because I mean, early in your career, you were kind of like anti-establishment. Your persona was kind of based on making fun of. Stand up. Stand up, up essentially. Yeah. yeah, basically. And then I got work as a stand up, so it backfired on me. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, yeah, my really early stand up was just a guy who shouldn't be up on stage and <laughs> I would cry and, you know, it's really nice to be here and then start crying and, and then read a Dear John letter and, yeah. And then, go back to doing stand-up you know my wife is so fat how fat is she she's like i told you i don't even have a girlfriend <laughs> so it was yeah. always like kind of heavily influenced by andy kaufman and things like that yeah and now i mean um i was thinking about that a little bit as you know your shift from having the persona doing stand-up the, the persona as opposed to like now just you know, do yeah. stand up as Bobcat, as, as me, as yeah. you, as the yeah. real, you, the real you. And uh, there was this part in Call Me Lucky where uh, Jonathan Katz he was talking about laughter as te- just kind of testing the audience audience's reflexes. Yeah, like and, getting a reaction. And yeah. yeah, and and essentially just sometimes the laughter being a nervous reaction. Mm-hmm. I mean. Thinking about what you used to do and what you do now in stand up, do you still feel? I mean, back then, I'm sure that's. Yeah, I mean, that was the the thing that interested me the most was, and, and it, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a conscious decision. It was just the the performers that made people feel uncomfortable. Andy Kaufman or Brother Theodore, or all these kind of people were were the guys who I really gravitated to. So during my act, it was so extreme up there. It did make the audience really uncomfortable, and it's. Tom Kenny was saying that, you know, that's probably why I ended up making movies because the people basically knew that their <laughs> lives weren't in danger when they were watching <laughs> me do stand up. And, and so I, the, 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 um, uh, the ability to freak an audience out kind of went away. And then, you know, in the movies now, I, I, I get to do that. And um, again, it's not like my goal, it's just what interests me, you know. So when I yeah. make a movie, I, I, I tend to gravitate towards subjects or or um, stories that that make people uncomfortable only because that's what I like. Yeah. Um, not because I'm. I, I don't know why that's what interests me, but but I feel like I've heard you talk a lot about just like being interested in weirdos. Well, I do consider myself a weirdo <laughs> and an outcast, so I'm always I'm always. Um, um, you know, I don't ever want to ridicule outsiders, mm-hmm. but um, so yeah, like I did a, a just a straight on found footage movie set in the Bigfoot world, and it would have been uh, low hanging fruit to go after the Bigfoot believers, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, and so I kind of d- didn't, you know. Um, and uh, and again, you know, it's funny as we're talking. I just realized, oh, that's what that movie had in common with the other movies. There's there's a lot of times in that movie where you're really uncomfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. what I lean towards. But your show's about television. We should talk. No. About television. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think no. people know that I, I I'm involved in television. I, yeah, I'm, yeah. So. Right now, I'm actually working on a bunch of television. But yeah, um, what are you working on right now? 
Well, I'm going to be very vague, but I'm actually writing a pilot for someone. Nice. So I can't say okay. who or what, but I've been involved in that for a little while, and it's the first time I've gone down this road. And, okay, and, yeah. Uh, and so that's been exciting. Creating and, television. Yeah, I haven't yeah. done that yeah. before. Cool. Yeah. Um, what was your real like start in television? Was it The Man Show? Was that, or, or at least yeah, directing like behind the scenes? Yeah, yeah. It, it was, uh, I had made Shakes the Clown, and then, uh, yeah. and then yeah. I was in director in comedy jail for a while. <laughs> the one-two punch of Hot to Trot, and then Shakes the Clown, and then... And then, um, you know, Kimmel likes Shakes the Clown, and he is my pal. And then he asked me to come on the man show. And and that was uh, comedy triage, you know, because it would be like today we're doing a commercial parody and a man on the street and then, uh, you know, all these different Mm -hmm. sketches. Mm -hmm. So I was given the opportunity to, to work in all different kinds of styles uh, be it the man show. I yeah. mean, you know, it, it, it was yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah. It, but it was, but I would be shooting some stuff on film and then I would be shooting, you know, so so I learned a lot of different things. Well, did you do both, in that show, did you do both the live? No, I didn't do okay. the live wraparounds. That was, yeah, that was, I, okay. that was when I went to direct Jimmy's show, Jimmy Kimmel Live. You know, I had never done that before. Yeah. And that's, that's like landing a, a plane in Chinese, you know, uh, <laughs> But he wanted somebody who he had a relationship with in, in the yeah. director's uh, seat. Yeah, because you were there really early on. Yeah, the, the show first gone, year, I think. Right? Well, no, it had gone for a few, maybe a year or two, a and, year, then, I think, and then yeah. I came in. Okay, but it wasn't widely known because it wasn't like, you know, ABC. Jimmy kind of strong armed ABC into hiring me as the direct as the director. It's like you know the guy who's banned from the other talk shows. For, <laughs> For setting the Tonight Show on fire and all that, yeah, he's 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 driving the bus over here on Jimmy. He can set the whole thing on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was not that well known, but I did that for like three years. I was the director yeah. of Kimmel, but before somewhere in there, I was working on uh, I worked on Chappelle's show for a while mm-hmm. when that show got started, and that was more sketch stuff too. Yeah, that was sketch yeah. stuff, but it was funny. I I definitely I remember. When I left there, because I left there to go direct this movie for Kimmel that was on Comedy Central, but when I, I definitely felt, um, I remember saying that I, that that I wouldn't be surprised if Comedy Central didn't scare Dave away, mm. because yeah. when I was there, they would be micromanaging him, and 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 you know I don't think Chappelle's crazy. I I witnessed the the kind of. You know, it was very strange how how they were nervous. It, they were nervous because it worked. I guess I don't know what yeah. it was. It was really strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and was such a I mean, such a cultural phenomenon to, to yeah. at that point. Well, like I remember, his stuff was the f- kind of the first sketch stuff from a TV show that I remember like watching online. Right after the show. Right. You know, and, and just oh, that's true. Yeah, and it had and it had that. And it being sent around in emails and stuff like that. So. And it had that energy that the very early, early SNL did where it, it was, uh, you know, giving it to authority. And, mm-hmm. and it was it was kind of shocking. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I worked on Chappelle for a little bit. Yeah, I've had a, a very... Uh, uh, it's strange. Right now I'm out pitching a show for the first time, too, which, uh, which, would, which has been going very well, much to my surprise. A few yeah. years back, I went out trying to pitch it. I didn't want to do a, 
I don't have any interest in in doing Bobcat, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> like I mean, like a series about me. Yeah. I, I, I love being behind the scenes. But like I the Dice, to... the new Andrew Dice Clay or, thing. Yeah, or, yeah, everybody, yeah, or everybody. Yeah, or everybody. I think, I think everybody has one of those. <laughs> so uh, I think Rob Schneider does. And, yeah, Marin, which yeah. I know you've directed. Yeah, I work too. at Marin. Yeah. But yeah, so there's, I just don't, um, I'm reluctantly in show business. It's strange. Um, you know, I jokingly say I retired from acting the same time they stopped hiring me, so it worked out. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of true to a point. But I, I do avoid being in front of the camera as often as possible because I take telling stories very seriously. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, so I'm out pitching an anthology show, which is basically stories that are similar in tone to the movies I make, but they would just be a half hour long. What's cool. it like to pitch a show? What is... It's brand new to Yeah, me. what's the difference between that and, uh, um, like, pitching films? Because, I, I mean, I know you've done that. Yeah, it's it's been really strange. Mostly strange because um, people have been very receptive. <laughs> I'm in the middle of it right because now. You're I'll leave here and go for the do worst it again. And, yeah, yeah well, because, surprise. because in the past, I, I, I went out and I would say, hey, I want to do this show, and it's like, you know, it's kind of like the movies I make, but, you know, and then I would rattle off, like, seven, eight ideas that would be episodes. So, you know, kind of like curb your enthusiasm, mm-hmm. it's the Twilight Zone, you know, it's just awkward. And But I always consider the movies I make, not all of them, most of them little fables because they always have uh, some sort of... You know, like I did a dog. Uh, I did Sleeping Dogs Lie. I did a dog. Well, that's what that movie is about. Uh, it's a, a rom com with a tiny bit of bestiality in it, and um, and and so uh, and it's uh, and that's the opposite side of honesty. You know, people. You know, I, I don't necessarily believe that you should be honest at all times. And I did a movie that explored that. So, so you know, taking. Um, Universal truths. It sounds very pretentious, but taking universal truths and kind of putting them on the ear—that's what interests me. So, I went out and I was trying to pitch that years ago, and uh, it would just go over like a bad fart. You know, people <laughs> like going, "What? You yeah. know, what? What ties this all together?" And I'd be like, "Well, it's kind of how I see the world. That would be the theme." And they go, "Well, you know, what is you know?" But, but well, the TV also. I think the TV industry is so much different than it was. Yeah, you know, now it's changed so much because there's so much need for content that yeah, there's so many platforms, and they're not looking to um, they're not looking to to be friends. You know, shows are just looking to if you carve out uh, enough viewers, right? That warrants the making of the show. That's enough, yeah. and and all the different digital platforms and stuff. So it's a very exciting yeah, time yeah. for 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 storytellers definitely, especially people like me who aren't um interested in getting rich so um (laughs) (laughs) if you just want to tell stories yeah uh there's places you can do it so it is different i haven't done this before uh uh i kind of uh uh, we'll see what happens. Well that's and that's so that's so funny to me and so amazing like after all of your years in the industry and showbiz that like there's, you're still finding something new. Yeah. You know? And this is very new. And and to tell these stories that I've been telling for 90 minutes to now do it in 30 minutes, I think a lot of people would be frustrated with that. But I kind of, <laughs> I kind of like, oh, good. I, 
I can get rid of the C and B <laughs> stories. You know, I can get rid of the filler. I could just get yeah. to. It won't take me as long to tell this little, yeah, this little story that I want to tell. The world, it's the world <laughs> that these it. things happen. And then there's the, the twist. And so um, I think uh, 22 minutes, it'll work. Yeah, cool. Um, I mean, I, uh, yeah, and as much as I like talking about TV and I also want to talk about Call Me Lucky, which I'm sure you've talked about. Like, oh, that's probably, right. No, I, but I mean, that's the funny thing. It's like you do a lot of promotion and it doesn't mean uh, uh, folks are aware of it and not being in a negative way. I'm, mm-hmm. all, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to uh, talk about Call Me Lucky. I'm, I'm proud of it. And uh, it's, As well, you should be. I mean, it's, it's well, thanks. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's weird to do. Um, you know, I just really wanted to tell my friend's story and uh-huh. I didn't expect the byproduct of that movie is 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 um is is that it actually uh, changed lives which sounds really you know and i can't take credit for that it's barry's story and barry's right. powerful but i just ran into someone last night who told me that their their father who's in his 60s you know it, this this motivated him to take action against the catholic church so mm-hmm. i mean that's crazy to yeah. think that 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 um, a movie that you make and you like i said my intentions were just to tell my buddy's story yeah and this and it's about Barry Crimmins who's sort Political of the satirist and sort of the godfather of the uh Boston, Boston comedy scene where you came up yeah and, and he's a, a mentor character I met him when I was a kid when I was in high school uh Barry's uh, like I said political satirist my my favorite Barry joke is 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 because he is so political people get antsy in the audience and they'll say people say Barry if you don't love this country, why don't you leave it? He says, because I don't want to be victimized by its foreign policies. <laughs> so he's a sharp guy. And, um, yeah. But always, Barry had a lot of rage in him. And uh, a very nurturing guy. A lot of comics got started. That scene that he created, like Paula Poundstone, Stephen mm-hmm. Wright, Dennis Leary, myself, and, and a bunch of other folks. And then later on, people he worked with uh, uh, and that were like, I don't know mentors, but people that looked up to him like David Cross and and Patton Oswalt and and a lot of them are in the movie. Mm -hmm. But so Barry kind of influenced a a group of people and had very uh, high ideas of what you should and shouldn't be doing on stage and had no problem telling you that. Um, (laughs) So... uh, 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 as an adult, he, he was on stage at a benefit, and he disclosed, and he hadn't told m- most of us uh, about him being raped when he was four, and it was a benefit for yeah. children. There was, in, in context, it made sense. Uh-huh. Certainly didn't make it easy for the next comedian who went on stage. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, do you guys like impressions? So, um, <laughs> so. Uh, and 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 it was the infancy of of of, of the internet, right? early 90s and and while looking for other survivors he found a bunch of uh pedophiles exchanging child pornography he went to AOL they didn't do anything about it he went to the feds and the police and all these different groups and, and basically he ended up out of frustration uh posing as two children got all this evidence against AOL and these pedophiles and then he ended up taking AOL to the floor of the Senate mm-hmm. during a judicial hearing and um, kind of changed AOL's policy yeah. and then in the meantime something that's not in the movie yeah. is that there was a lot of arrests that were um, oh, wow. that were directly related to the evidence that he had gathered that's uh, the, the Cleveland police were very uh, 
helpful in the in the telling of the story of Call Me Lucky, but the feds aren't so they don't want to say, hey, this guy, this radical lefty <laughs> did our job. <laughs> so they didn't really, uh, mm-hmm. they weren't um, forthcoming. Yeah, yeah, in, that uh, that's, but, you know, uh, maybe someday if I do the sequel, I'll, I'll be able to tell that story. Uh, you know, Barry calls the sequel, Call Me Greedy. Um, <laughs> was that the first, was that the first, like, Pure documentary that you've done. Yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. mean, honest. I mean, it's it's be- it's a be- beautifully Thanks. shot. Thanks. A like just the build, the the way in which. I mean, it's beautiful. Also, just to watch, see how many people respect. Him, yeah, and you and, know, and, and that's the, and that's the, the real takeaway is like. Well, I mean, he's it's 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 he's a big-hearted guy and you learn and that's what the movie is about you know and it's also a little bit about uh, how how we can all be involved in in change mm-hmm. you know i didn't on, on purpose i left in stories that people tell about his day-to-day good deeds just to give us all an example that you know not everybody has access to a nightclub microphone in, yeah. in the floor of the senate but we all can do things on a smaller level it was funny after the movie was so intense to make, you know. My, I thought I was going to go out and do like a talking duck movie next or something. Cleanse the palate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, uh, but yeah. um, you know, one of the movies I'm working on is probably just as heavy, and uh, it, it's 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 the challenge, you know. It's the thing in me to go, oh, can I do this? And 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 the more stories I tell, the more I realize. It's so hard to get things made and done. It, it might as well be about something that you're passionate mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Do you want to make more documentaries now that you? Uh, no, that no, um, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I probably will, but I, I not, not soon. Uh, I naively went into Call Me Lucky, not knowing the process of making a documentary. Uh, when I was at Sundance, I was at this dinner, and it was with the other documentary filmmakers and they're like oh when did you start and i said oh five years ago oh we started seven years ago you know when did you start i said february <laughs> and uh and nobody went hey right on they're all like well hey, well good luck you know, like, <laughs> i hope it's good you know yeah. <laughs> so wow yeah that's a different world too but I, I i love that idea i love getting to make different kinds of movies and different kinds of styles that that interests me almost as much as the stories and things I tell. Yeah. Maya and I were talking last night just about the documentary, and, you know, she mentioned, like, it's so e- it's so easy to, or it's so prevalent uh, that, like, comedians' darkness. Right. It's revisited, is, you know, is, like, countless times. You know, like, we right. listen to a ton of podcasts, and it's like people like to, t- people like to ask about that. People like right. to talk about that. And but it was just such a refreshing angle to just see someone who, yeah, that rage is there, but it's because he's fighting for justice, he's demanding justice, and And it's because of his huge heart. And you know, I just think that that was such a great theme and something that you know you sort of talked about that before as like being a driving for a theme and what you want to do. And yeah, it's well, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um, and I'm speaking for myself. You know, some of that rage, especially when you're a younger um, 
comedian is 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 that what you're really saying is I should be famous, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Look at when, me. Yeah, when you're criticizing other entertainers or other mm. people's work, you know, you're really saying I should be famous. Mm. So um, to have um, rage that's m- more understandable and mm. more justified, and then for him to channel it into doing good is is pretty incredible. But you know, at the end of the day, he doesn't like to be built up too much it's pretty funny (laughs) i mean he this is how our relationship worked so so and i tell the story in front of him but but when he was talking about the man who had raped him as a kid he he just learned that the guy had died in prison and i said well how did that make you feel and this is this isn't this is 15 years before we decided to make the movie Mm -hmm. I go, well, how'd that make you feel? And he says, it made me really sad. And and um, and uh, I said, because you didn't get any closure. And and Barry said, no, because he he died alone. And um, and I thought, I'm gonna make so many awards when I get this movie made. No, so <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get so many. Awards. But, you know, so it that probably had more to do with anything that why I made the movie because. Mm-hmm. To see this guy who was just all rage to go so far to to have empathy almost on the verge of well it is it is it is forgiveness yeah, uh, yeah. it was was huge yeah huh. uh, it I, it's it's like my favorite documentary <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, it's my favorite documentary I've seen in a while um, but moving on back to TV I suppose. Right. Is there any? Do you watch? Is there any TV shows that you watch right now? Or I watch they... a lot of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My roommates yeah. and I we watch. <laughs> I didn't see last night, so don't ruin it for me. Uh, I haven't yeah. been uh, on this season yet. We are, we are, we are. It's a Drag Race house, <laughs> and then um, it's interesting the way television because we don't have cable television, so. There is constant binge watching and things yeah. going on, and it's very. Uh, it's mostly driven by what my roommates have on, so it's strange. It'll be, um, there'll be seasons after seasons of Archer being yeah. played in the mm-hmm. house, or just different shows like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, that's, that's. I feel like that's the way I watch TV now too. I mean, more now that we have the podcast, obviously I watch more new TV, but I wouldn't really otherwise occasionally. But it's just so easy. Now that on Netflix there's whole seasons and stuff, but yeah, I'm fully unaware of the network shows at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really it's been a learning process to just do the research and say like what's coming out and who's producing it and who's getting all this money. Yeah, <laughs> who? Well, it is interesting. I guess they still have money at those networks. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, for me, it's 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 exciting time because. You know, it's if you had a point of view, it was not encouraged, and now that is it's such a huge playing field that 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 uh, to to be different and to be a mm-hmm. little bit out there is yeah. is is sought after. It's totally it's true. very strange. Yeah, this, yeah. Me going out pitching a series, <laughs> like, 
you know, Does it feel too good to be true? No, something? it's just really weird. I went from being a, a, a turd in the punch bowl show business to now I'm the bell of the ball. Like they're going, they go, this stuff is really fucked up, and they, and they go, this is great. We would really like it. And I was like, really? Because yeah, this is so it's new. Yeah, well, I'm excited. I hope it, you know, everything. It's been really it, yeah. funny. I've been through the process just for the past couple of days, and it's been going so well. I was just like seriously confused by the reception we've been getting with this idea that's great good good well uh do you want to play our little game yes i do uh so yeah it's called crashed pilots we'll list three we'll read the log lines of three pilots uh one of them a real failed pilot two that we've written and you know guess which one is the real one all right okay this one's called south of sunset Cody McMahon, played by Glenn Fry of the Eagles, is the former chief of secretary for a major motion picture studio who left his job to become a private investigator. He calls his business the Beverly Hills Detective Agency, despite the fact he's in the low end part of town. The show was a combination of comedy and suspense. Only the pilot of South of Sunset ever aired and not even to the entire country. Yeah, so that's South of Sunset. Next one is called Holes. Kim Blank, played by Carly Rae Jepsen, works as the counter girl in the donut shop under her apartment. Her days are filled with comings and goings of weird regulars, intrusive neighbors, her needy boss, and the gorgeous mystery man she calls Long John. Her only outlet is her burgeoning karaoke career, where she's also the neighborhood star. This NBC pilot was filmed but never ordered. Okay, this last one is Flight Risk. Head of security at LAX, Cecilia, played by Mandy Moore, has devoted her life to keeping flyers safe. With the sprawling airport operating as its own small city, she runs the show. This procedural gives a glimpse into the complicated and sometimes dangerous work of the TSA. This had a six-episode run on TNT in 2011. (laughs) And there was a bit of a theme. These are all music stars that uh, did TV. That's which one do you think is the I, real one? The real one, I'm going to go, is it South of Sunset? Is that yeah, it? that was the, that was the that's real yeah. one. Yeah, that's yeah, the real yeah, one. Yeah, I do. I think I remember, you remember? hearing about it. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I, whenever I mean, we're trying Ryan. to find them, uh, I'm always like, which one maybe didn't people hear about? Because also it's so easy to be like, oh, this failed show that was like gonna supposed to be something. Right. Well, for me, <laughs> I was thinking about um, the – popularity of Miami Vice and that's why I thought Glenn yeah. Fry mm-hmm. would have had a, totally. a, a series mm-hmm. and so they yeah. shot it they yeah. they shot it I, they at least well I'm assuming they shot more than one episode because it was on TV and I'm I'm assuming they made a couple just have you case. ever seen what's the series it's um it's about a dog. Have you seen this? The guy who gets becomes a uh, it's a cop who gets reincarnated as a dog. Is it on now or it's no, an, no, it's, it's one of those old, old you can see it on YouTube. No, no. Um, <laughs> there, no, I, who's I in it? It's got like a name like uh, who's uh, uh, you know who played Joe uh, and and he also played Frankenstein and he was on Everyone Loves Raymond. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, um, he plays the guy who gets killed. Oh my god! <laughs> and his name—it's like it's really. <laughs> what is that guy's name? Yeah, wow! But you have to watch this. It's—it's it's even got like a name like that's dog related. You know what <laughs> of I mean? Course, of course, of like, course. Yeah, yeah. It's like Officer Bowser, but yeah. you know, but but that's not. It's even worse than. Yeah, that. you should see it. It's I gotta really look good. that up. Yeah. There's also one that I haven't watched, but I keep coming across it when I'm looking up these bad pilots, which is it was like on in the UK, and it was a sitcom 
and the main characters were hit Hitler, Hitler yeah, yeah, Braun. yeah, really, yeah. We gotta look that one up too. Yeah, that's, I think that that's one had a run. Out. Though. Yeah, it did. I think it had. I think oh it had man, a I feel so bad. But it's like known as you know one of the worst shows ever or something. But, but this one is is his dog and he and he talks. <laughs> oh man, how many? But dogs? it's also here's why People it's beautiful. Love it. It's not done as a comedy. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's okay. Really, See, that's okay. That's it's, rare. It's really good. It's like kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some movie coming out too. <laughs> Someone just sent us the trailer of that's Kevin Spacey inhabiting a cat so that he can like rekindle his his no. family's love for yes. him. Wow, it's really? Kevin Spacey and who else was in it? Oh, Jennifer, oh, Jennifer Garner. Garner. It comes out in August, I think. Oh, wow. and um, maybe Christopher Walken. I think. Yeah, Christopher Walken. Is it like a, a studio picture? It's, yeah. It looked. It looked like wow. a. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, I mean, it looked. Bad, so that'll good. be tough. Cheesy, very cheesy. Right Frank anyway. Underwood as a, yeah. As a yeah. cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cat occasionally looks right into the lens. Yeah, and talks. yeah totally. Well, uh, thanks so much for doing this. Sure, thanks. Now we got to go look up that trailer. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, do you have any shows or anything you want to no, like? Mostly, plug? folks, you know, look at Call Me Lucky on Netflix. That would make me really happy. Yeah, yeah, it's for great. sure. Cool. Well, thanks right. a lot, Bob. So let's yeah. look up that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be really happy with it. <laughs> well, there it is, Maya. That's the there. Well, it's the seventh episode. Wow. All right. Oh, man. Those guys were great. Yeah, this is one of my favorite apps for sure. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They were great to talk to. Um, I do have to mention, though, Maya, if I'm going to change my name, as I mentioned, okay. you know, maybe you can help me come up with some options. I have a little list. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think I think this might be like a, a pressing matter. We should really yeah. start brainstorming. I just need this. a little f- feedback. So here, here, okay, okay. Uh, Let's hear what you have. Oh. Uh, Roland Stones. Okay. No. Roland uh, with a D. Yeah, Roland. Okay. Stones. Okay. Um, McRae Benefield. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like a baseball player. I was gonna say, or like a country music singer. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I could just go with Skipbo Watkins. I like that. Skipbo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Claude O'Dirt. Claude O'Dirt, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> or Craig Benedict. I don't like Craig Benedict. I hate Craig Benedict. So really, in comparison, you can do any of the other ones and I'd be fine. Right. Just not Craig Benedict. Skip Bo Watkins it is. Yep. There you go. All right. I've got some options. Well, there you go, we'll see Skip next. Bo. We'll see next episode. <laughs> um, you can find all of our social media links and information on pilotcopilots.com. That's all one word, no hyphen. And don't forget to subscribe, please, and tell your friends. You can find me on Instagram at Van Watts. That's V-A-N-W-A-T-Z. And mine is my name, Maya Boudreau. Yeah. Pilot Copilots is produced by Evan Watkins and Maya Boudreau with our lovely music by Chris Ryan. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Puchinski. Oh, Puchinski. Oh. And it's a... It's a drama? It's like a procedural? Peter Boyle is a tough, ill-mannered cop who has run down the line of duty. It's like early 90s. Yeah, it's definitely Beverly Hills Cop but kind of thing. that's not the end of his story. No, no. He's reincarnated. Ha! Surprise! <laughs> As a streetwise bulldog in Puchinski. Well, first I'm going to try licking myself, <laughs> and then I'm going to catch my killer. The dog and dog
Oh no, right in the guy's dick. It's touching. It's all sinking in now. It's poignant, but it's life. It's precious life. It's unforgettable. You're a dog. I'm a cop. This is ridiculous. It's touching. They were really trying to like... Go for the heart. Yeah, go for the heart. I feel bad I couldn't remember that. Puchinski's so good.